Chris Eggleston takes the win at Orange Show Speedway for the second straight year. BMR drivers sit 1, 2, and 3 in the k West Championship standings, and Todd Gilliland and the number 16 Napa team head to Memphis for the next k East round of the season. I'm Anthony Alejandrez, and you're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. On today's edition of the show, we'll preview the upcoming race at Memphis, where Todd Gilliland will look to pick up his first k East win of the season. We'll recap the k West from Orange Show Speedway, and we'll be joined on the show by Chris Eggleston to talk about his second race win of the season. Orange Show Speedway marked round number six of the NASCAR K&N Pro Series West season, and last season's winner at the San Bernardino short track, Chris Eggleston, picked up right where he left off there, winning his first pole of the season. Todd Gilliland and the number 16 Napa Auto Parts team would start on the outside of row number two, and rookie Derek Krause, making his first start at Orange Show Speedway, would start in the seventh spot. Chris Eggleston would lead the opening laps of the race until teammate Todd Gilliland took over shortly after a restart on lap 21. 43 laps later, Chris Eggleston would retake the lead from Todd Gilliland on the longest green flag run of the race. Then shortly after a lap 85 restart, a spin occurred near the rear of the field and was not cleared up by the time the leaders hit turns 3 and 4. While doing an excellent job of avoiding the spin, Chris Eggleston and Todd Gilliland were passed for the race lead by the 9 car of Michael Self. Eggleston would battle with Self for the lead for the next few restarts and ultimately would prevail with the race lead. Then on a lap 121 restart, the race would change big. Chris Eggleston would lead with teammate Derek Krause up to second. Going into turn three after the restart, Derek Krause would spin due to contact with the 27 car, leading to the biggest wreck of the evening, collecting several competitive cars in this race, including the 16 of Todd Gilliland. Chris Eggleston would lead a smaller field of cars back to the green flag racing on lap 127. Todd Gilliland would remain on the lead lap, but with heavy damage from that previous incident. Chris Eggleston would lead for the remaining laps of the race and take victory at Orange Show Speedway, winning at the California Short Track for the second straight year. And even with the damage to the number 16 Napa Toyota, Todd Gilliland would still finish on the lead lap in the sixth position. And Derek Krause would round out the BMR driver lineup, unfortunately unable to return to the track following his lap 120 accident, and would finish the race in the 16th spot. Following race number six of the k West season, Todd Gilliland still leads the championship standings with four wins, five top fives on the season. Chris Eggleston still runs second in points, but has closed the gap on leader Todd Gilliland after his second win of the year. Chris is the only driver in the series to finish in the top five in all six races and is now 11 points out of the lead heading into his home track race at Colorado National Speedway. Derek Krause had a tough outing at Orange Show Speedway, but he still finds himself third in the championship standings heading to Colorado, 56 out of the championship lead. Chris Eggleston's win closes up the gap in the championship battle with teammate Todd Gilliland, and we'll talk to Chris about the Orange Show victory, championship points, and about the upcoming visit to his home track in Colorado. That's coming up next on BMR Access. This segment is brought to you by BMR Napa Auto Care Centers. BMR Napa Auto Care is a quality independent repair business with the best reputation in the community. Consumers consistently select BMR Napa Auto Care because of the trust and confidence they have in Napa quality parts and Napa Auto Care's commitment to excellence and best-in-class service. Taking care of your car is an important part of protecting your investment and protecting your family. 916-676-0010 or online at bmrnapa.com. Two locations, Roseville and Antelope, and both will deliver to you the same great 
integrate BMR service. That's BMR Napa Auto Care, championship service for a championship team. This is Bill McAnally, and you're listening to the BMR Access Show. We're back on the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show, and we're being joined by our winner from Orange Show Speedway last week, Chris Eggleston. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. I appreciate it, Anthony. As always, thanks for having me on your program. Well, Chris, first off, just mention it. You won at Orange Show Speedway yet again, and winning any race in this series is big, but now you've won at Orange Show in back-to-back years. And, I mean, you've seen it firsthand just uh, through all the caution flags there. This is a place where a lot of carnage happens and I think a lot of drivers in this series would feel fortunate just to finish this race two years in a row. Yeah, you've been able to stay out of the harm's way and take the win here both years. What's worked for you so well at this place? That is a good question because um, going into Orange Show Speedway, it's not a place I really favor or like a lot. Um, I grew up a lot watching, you know, the old Madhouse, the Bowman Gray of the East Coast. And um, I feel like a lot of people will say Orange Show Speedway is like the Bowman Gray of the West Coast. And growing up watching, you know, Bowman Gray, it's just a lot of beating and banging, and it just looks like a tough place to get around, and, and I feel like Orange Show is no different. Um, I don't know what makes us so good there. A lot of times I think it has to do with all the guys back at the shop at Bill McNally Racing. They they give us really good uh, Napa Auto Parts and Napa Filters Toyotas each weekend, week out. Uh, Ty and Brian, they just do a really good job. But um, I, I don't know. I You really got to be patient with the throttle. Um, you really got to be really smooth with your throttle inputs. Uh, as I've preached every time we go there. Um, and I don't know, just just the way my driving style is and, and the way I guess I drive racetracks, um, I'm re- I'm usually really easy into the corners. I don't attack the corners really aggressively. So maybe I get in a little bit with less brake. And, uh, and the way we get off, we had really good drive all night long. Um, just super fortunate. I mean, we, we don't have a lot of poles under our belt. And to get our second pole in like four years, I know is a, a terrible statistic. But it, I guess it's a testimony on on how well we run at Orange Show um, to get the pole and then to win the race uh, with maybe a little adversity throughout um, is is really exciting and to go back to back wins there not only for myself but with Bill McAnally um, and the Sunrise Ford 150 obviously you know the Sunrise guys are going to run really well there every week um, just because they test there a lot and I know that's uh, their backyard so to kind of take a trophy away from their hands uh, for that matter is kind of cool and bring it back to the shop in Roseville. I uh, couldn't be proud, more proud of the team and, and everybody associated. Yeah, you mentioned that first poll of the season, and it's also your first poll under this new qualifying format they switched to this year, the group format. Any impressions that you have of that format so far? Do you think it's a good way for the series to go? I, I'm on the fence right now. Um, like going into the season, I thought it would be a terrible idea, and I wasn't excited about it at, at all. And and I know they've had more more problems on some of the East races than the West, but for, for whatever reason – it's gone a lot smoother than I thought it, it would have. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I always see, think of myself as a good qualifier, but I, we just don't have a lot of poles under our belt. Um, I felt like I was a better qualifier under the old format, but I guess that doesn't hold true after going to Orange Show and sitting on the pole there. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm still a fan of the, the single-car run qualifying uh, over the groups. There's just so many uncontrollable variables that you can throw into the mix. You know, that you can't control somebody pulling out in front of you, getting in the way, the whole bit, uh, debris or, or whatnot, you know. So it's a, it's a little different, um, but it's something we've adapted to, and I felt like we've had a lot of success with as well. So um, overall, not too bad, but wait till that one week where it becomes a problem and, 
and somebody gets in the way or something like that, I may have a different input on it. So we'll do another interview after that day comes and, and, and ask me it again. <laughs> For the most part this season, you've gone into these late race restarts with a chance to win, and you've had most of the same contenders up near the front with you, like your BMR teammates. But with the events that transpired in this race, you found yourself in the lead and surrounded by several guys looking for their first wins of the season or even their first wins of their career. Does it feel different leading the field of the green late in a race when you got different guys up there with you who you haven't had to face as much as opposed to battling with a guy like Todd Gilliland who you kind of know what to expect a little bit with? Yeah, I would agree for sure. Like anytime I'm on a late restart with Todd, I kind of know what he's going to do in the sense, um, maybe how he takes off, how if he's going to get into the into turn one and the whole bit. Um, I would say it's no easier with Todd by no means, just because of the the amount of talent he has. Um, but I know late in that restart when we had the 27 behind us at one point, had the 19 with us a couple times. Um, obviously they're itching, like you said, for their first win really, really bad. And I know they're going to do anything they can to make that win possible. So you never know how aggressive they're going to be. Um, they kind of showed it there. I think it would have been that last re second to last restart when we had the big pile up. Everybody was going for that win there with 20 laps to go, and it kind of showed. Um, you know, tempers started getting a little flared up, and people started losing a little patience, a, little, a lot more sh pushing and shoving maybe than earlier in the race. Um, so being that lead car, you want to get into the corner as hard as you can to try to avoid somebody from shoving you up the racetrack, but at the same time, you want to be cautious and cognitive uh, and be ready for that push, as we had several times throughout that race, and just make sure we put ourselves in a position that we could – that, uh, you know, we were driving straight into the corner, and even if somebody did push us up, you know, we were able to rebound from that, and I think we did that well um, and, and able to come home with the win. Moving on from Orange Show Speedway, could you really ask for any better circumstances than to be coming off your second win of the season and to have your next race on the season come up at your home track, Colorado National Speedway? It, it is definitely the picture-perfect uh, schedule and storyline. You know, we're carrying a lot of momentum from that Orange Show win, uh, going to Colorado, which... I'm really excited about. I've got a lot of laps around that place, and not only that, we've had a lot of success, not only in a K&N car, but in a super late model, even in a legend car. Um, so I feel like um, I don't get very optimistic very often um, just because I know there's a lot of uncontrollable factors that could play. I feel really good and really excited to go back to Colorado where we had a win last year and also two years ago. Uh, I guess it had been three years ago in 2014 where I picked up my first win. So if we could go back-to-back -back at Colorado there as well, uh, man, that would be really cool. Uh, we need a couple more wins to get into the, the title hunt with Todd. Obviously, he's got four out of six wins this season, which is just uncharacteristic, unheard of. Uh, and then with us, two wins. I mean, testimony to Bill McAnally Racing, six out of six wins. I mean, I don't know if a team has ever done that or, or come close to that. So that's really cool and exciting to see all the hard work that all the guys at the shop have put forth. And, uh, like I said, we need that win at Colorado, and we need a couple more to stay in contention with Todd and keep uh, keep pounding into his points lead that he's got now. You mentioned that Colorado race last year that you won. Can you take us back to that a little bit? Because that was a great battle you had last year with Todd. You know, late race restarts, you two exchanged the lead a few times and had quite a battle. Truly one of the more exciting finishes we've had here in the last couple of years in the series. It was. It was really exciting. And I know the fans were on their feet, not only just to see a Colorado driver up front, but just it was a phenomenal race for sure. Um, I felt like, uh, you know, we were a little better than Todd, um, not only on the short runs, but on the long runs as well. 
But on that last restart, just like you said, when it comes down to the end of the race, you know, everybody's doing everything they can to get, you know, that next position, especially if it's for the win. So Todd was able to to kind of muscle us out of, out of the lead there a little bit and, and take the lead. And then we were able to rebound and, and get the lead back and kind of return the favor with, you know, a lap or two to go. So um, it was definitely exciting. And it's those situations that keeps everybody on their toes, no matter how good a car you got. If you got a late restart, you never know what could happen at the end of the race. So you kind of got to brace yourself and prepare yourself for, for a little bit of everything. And if something goes wrong, like, like it did last year with a few laps to go, uh, you, you just got to have the ability to stay calm and be able to rebound. Uh, like I felt like we did well uh, in that race. So um, I know Todd's going to be really good at Colorado. Their, their short track program, I feel like, is even better than it was last year. Um, so we just need to make sure our program is, is just as equally as good, if not better, and, and make sure we run up front. Um, I don't feel like qualifying is as important as it like it was in Orange Show. Uh, Colorado is really racy. You can really find a second racing groove up there um, as long as you miss the bumps. The track is extremely bumpy, um, but if you can miss the bumps, uh, I feel like you can run easily too wide around that place and, and provide some great racing for the fans for sure. How strange is it to come to Colorado this year and be at the halfway point of your K&N West championship season after this race? Even though it still feels pretty early in the season, you guys got several months left on the calendar, but after this one, seven races left to go. Does the intensity amp up at all in the season, uh, just being that so many of these races were completed so early in the year, and here you are now right near the front in the points? Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, that was definitely a shot in the arm, getting four races under our belts within that seven days and then going into a long break and and like you mentioned, I feel like I feel like it's really early in the season. And then to your point, we're already halfway through this, halfway through the races. Um, knowing that we're we're right there with Todd as far as speed goes and points go, um, anything can happen. You know, there's going to be some big races that come up. Uh, Sonoma is going to be one that that could go any way, as it did last year for both Todd and I. We lost a ton of points to to the rest of the field when we dang near DNF there. We were involved in a first race incident or you know first lap incident coming to the green um so anything like that or going into iowa east west combo you know anything could happen into one each one of those races so they're going to be huge points momentum so we just need to make sure we take like this race at colorado that's staying near at the halfway mark got to make sure we have a great finish don't do anything to jeopardize a good finish but at the same time the way todd and and the whole 16 camp and the napa auto parts camp is running we need to be aggressive and we need to go after those wins. So um, I don't know if it changes anything yet. To me, it's still early in the season as far as being conservative, as far as points go. Um, I know the only way we're going to win this championship is to get some more wins under our belt. So that's what we're looking for going into Colorado and other races leading into the rest of the season as well. This weekend, your BMR teammate Todd Gilliland is making his NASCAR Camping World Truck Series debut at Dover International Speedway. You've raced in the truck series before. You got a really solid 11th place finish in your series debut. Any advice that you could have for him as he looks toward his first race? I am I am so excited for Todd's first race. Like, honestly, I uh, hope I'm glued to the TV. Uh, Todd, not only uh, is he my teammate, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, the kid has more talent than I think he knows that he has, and I think he's going to do really good things. Um, honestly, any advice that I could give him, he probably already knows and understands already. Um, I'm really excited for him to have a BMR teammate move up to the truck series, get back behind the wheel of a KBM truck. I know he's going to do really well. I wish him the best. Um, and man, I honestly, I would look for bright things and I can't remember how many races he's got on his schedule, but I w it would not surprise me one bit 
if uh, if he ends up in victory lane before this 2017 season ends, even if it is on a limited schedule like he's on right now. Also this weekend, Todd Gilliland and the number 16 team have their next race on the K&N E-Season at Memphis International Raceway. That's a track that hasn't been on a NASCAR schedule in quite a while, but it's a place you've been to before in your racing career. Anything you can tell us about this racetrack? Memphis is an awesome racetrack, and honestly, it's it's kind of bummed me out that more racing isn't performed out there. Um, it's a nice little three-quarter mile racetrack. I ran an ASA race uh, back in 2008 at the end of the season uh, at the Kings Royal 300. Um, it's an awesome race, a place that I had a lot of success at when we did race there. Um, all I remember predominantly, you know, both corners couldn't be more completely different than each other, which you don't really see it in like an aerial view, but it just races completely different. I remember one and two being fairly flat and not a lot of apron. It's kind of like grassy and a drop off three and four. You carry more speed, a little more banking to it. And I remember coming off low out of four was really key and crucial, I believe. So um, I wish Todd the best out of Memphis. I'm a little jealous. I'm not out there on the East coast racing with those guys, but I know Todd will represent Napa Auto Parts and BMR well out there. And hopefully he can, uh, after his truck race on Friday night, hopefully he could double down and get a win uh, in Memphis on Saturday. Well, Chris, best of luck next week out at Colorado National Speedway, and thanks for joining us today. Awesome. Thanks, Anthony, and uh, hopefully we can go get him. This is Eric Holmes, and you're listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. Thanks to driver of the number 99 Napa Filters Toyota, Chris Eggleston, for joining the show. You really can't ask for much more momentum than he's got right now, winning the most recent race heading into the series visit to his home track in Colorado. Before we get to Colorado, though, we've got Memphis International Raceway coming up for the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East, a 125-lap race at a short track that used to be a regular on the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the Camping World Truck Series schedules. This is the track's first return to NASCAR competition since its last NASCAR Xfinity Series race in October of 2009 when Brad Keselowski took the victory. Memphis International Raceway is the sixth race on a 14-race K&N East schedule, and Todd Gilliland finds himself second in the championship standings, just 18 back at the leader and still seeking that first win of the 2017 K&N East season. He's been very close, and Memphis could be the place where he breaks through at. In addition to Saturday's Memphis 125, Todd Gilliland also has another big race coming up. He'll be making his NASCAR Camping World Truck Series debut this Friday at Dover International Speedway, you can look for him behind the wheel of the number 46 Pedigree Toyota Tundra for Kyle Busch Motorsports. As well as Todd's truck debut this week, you can also look for him in five other NASCAR Camping World Truck Series races throughout 2017. He'll be behind the wheel of a KBM Toyota Tundra at Gateway Motorsports Park in June 17th, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park and New Hampshire in September, Martinsville in October, and Phoenix International Raceway to round out the season in November. Recently, NASCAR has unveiled the 2017-2018 class of the NASCAR Next program. Last season, Todd Gilliland made the list, and this year he remains part of the NASCAR Next program thanks to his 2016 k West Championship and 12 total k Pro Series wins since his November 2015 debut. Also making the class was 2016 full-time Bill McAnally Racing driver Riley Herbst. Riley posted 7 top 5s, 10 top 10s last season with BMR and is now currently racing full-time in the ARCA Racing Series for Joe Gibbs Racing. Riley is tied for fifth in points right now with 15 races remaining on the schedule. Make sure to keep up with all the new Bill McAnally Racing content on BMRNAPA.com, as well as all new episodes of the BMR Access Show. You can find the show on Podbean, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher, 
All those three are audio sites and mobile apps where you can search Bill McAnally Racing and have access to every single episode. We have every episode available on iTunes through the podcast app, so subscribe to the show and tune in all season long for race previews and interviews with your BMR drivers. Thanks to Chris Eidelston for joining this edition of the show, and best of luck to Bill McAnally Racing this weekend in Memphis for race number six of the KNE season. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show. You've been listening to the Bill McAnally Racing Access Show on BMRNapa.com. 